This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Inside the Electric Factory on Steelers Nation Radio, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler here on a game day, our favorite day to be breaking everything down with you here. It's a special game day in honor of number seven and what we all anticipate is his final time taking the field at Heinz Field. And what better way to get you jacked up here on your unofficial pre-pre-pre-game show. We are the penultimate to the penultimate to the real thing. That sounds kind of cool when you say that, that. Throwing it out there. That's all I'm trying to do is just sound cool on the radio. I mean, you look cool. You know, I grew up thinking I was going to be a disc jockey. It's your top 40 hits with DJ Fresh West here on WQQR. I'm not going to lie. When I first met you, you did give me major disc jockey vibes. Not you like, like that, that, that little, vibes. you know, yes, DJ true. Fresh West? Is yeah, that work? Like, like, I feel like I can see you playing like the top 40s, oh, you yeah. know, or you're hitting, hey, it's call, the newest call hit from Katy yeah. Perry, like, Teenage Dream. Like, I, I would think of guys like call you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Caller number 10, you get your Backstreet <laughs> Boys tickets, 888-999-1227. You got that thing down, man. Like, that's your... And you got the you got the look. It's like, yo, all right, like, man, I can see you over here. Like, yeah, man, I got that vinyl for seventy seven at, at a Grateful Dead concert. Man, I was stoned out of my mind. It was crazy. Like, yeah, like uh, Sean McDowell style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, if I can be the next Sean McDowell, that's not too bad. I'll take it. I do got some dead vinyl. All right, so watch yourself. Oh, over there. I didn't, I didn't want to, uh, you know, assume or anything like that. I, I, I apologize for being wrong. Then. Yeah. Oh man, one of the things that we love to do on the penultimate. To the penultimate on your pre 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 game show here, Steelers Blitz on SNR. Who better to start start to really set the stage than a guy who spent a decade in the National Football League, ran out of that tunnel at Heinz Field, was a part of many five star matchups during his time in the black and gold. Arthur Motes takes you into his classroom, little Professor Motes style. To give you the five biggest matchups to determine the outcome of Steelers Browns tonight at Heinz Field. It's a simple concept. It's a little thing that we normally call Five Star Friday, but we repurpose it for a little Five Star Monday. We're humbled and excited to be in these Five Star matchups. Five Star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not gonna be us. Five Star Friday. Matchup number one. All right, let's get right to it, man. First off, we got to talk about the quarterback, and I'm not talking about the one in Pittsburgh. I'm talking about Baker Mayfield. But we're talking Baker Mayfield versus Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, I like where this is going. Now, we know when Baker comes here, he's had, what, one pretty successful out, and the rest have been pretty disastrous. Correct. And we also know that Minka has been a – you know, prominent figure in his disastrous performances. Ah, you could say that. There's been a pick six involved there. Well, and, and I'm not talking about the Polaroid type either. But the thing that I like about this particular matchup is we know Baker is going to come in and he is going to want to be the best quarterback in the stadium. Now, I do not believe that's going to even come close to being the case. Well, the Browns do have Case Keenum on the sidelines. I so. know. But he's going to try really, really hard. But the thing is this, man. Minka has continue to show his ability to be a natural ball hawk. Um, some of the stuff that he did last week against Kansas City, granted it didn't equate to a turnover, but versus a lesser quarterback, a lot of the things that he was doing would have been turnovers. In Agreed. terms of some of the stuff that he was baiting Mahomes into doing, in terms of just challenging him 
to make certain reads and have to make certain throws into tighter windows, things that, okay, Patrick Mahomes can do, but I'm not so sure Baker Mayfield can do, or am I so sure that he's going to even have the understanding in the QB sure. vision to sure. know when to go somewhere with the ball or not to? And these are all things that Minka Fitzpatrick has been excelling at since coming to Pittsburgh. Um, we've never had to question his toughness either. Nope. And even more so now, we're seeing um, his desire and willingness to be a physical tackler. I mean, 100-plus tackles. I mean, the dude has shown that he is continuing to progress and evolve. But ultimately, I think that this is a matchup that he should be able to take advantage of because Baker will make a mistake when he puts the ball in the air, and they are going to give him those opportunities. As much as we know they should just run the ball, Baker is going to get his opportunities. They are bound and determined they, to prove they, that he was the right selection. They cannot help themselves. They can't get out of their way. So since they can't get out of their way, Mika is going to make sure that he shows them the correct way to do it. I love it. Motsi, you know, I, I think there were a lot of people first half of the season asking where's the splash been from Minka. That has not been the case on, in the back half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he has forced some big turnovers. He has been all over the place as, like, the security blanket center fielder, having way yes. too many tackles out there. I got a feeling we could see a, a very strong performance from Minka tonight. And when he's going up against Baker in the way that the Browns like to put the game in his hands, put the ball in his hands. And they like to attack the deep middle well of the field with some of those yeah. play actions and deep over routes. And that's where Minka. Minka's wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, it, it's <laughs> what he's been able to do in that middle field. Like, it, it's special. It's special, man, without a the doubt. The Bermuda Triangle out mm-hmm. there. Five Star Friday. Matchup number two. All right, now we got to talk about my quarterback, the one that I'm so happy to talk about tonight, Mr. Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, maybe this is, is this five-star Monday matchup number seven? Ah, uh, I like what you did there. Mm. I see what you did there. We're swapping two Absolutely. for seven. Absolutely, let's go. But we also need to get seven on a guy by the name of Denzel Ward. Now, mm. Denzel, we know he is as good as advertised. Since he's coming to the league, um, I mean, yeah, he, he has a natural ability to create turnovers. Gets his hand on a lot of balls, really good vision. I like just his mechanics. But he does have a problem with his eyes at time. They get in the backfield. At time, he is very susceptible to the double moves. And we've seen Ben in this offense capitalize on that with Denzel Ward on numerous occasions now. So with that being the case, protect the ball because Denzel is aggressive and Denzel is a really good quarter, uh, a really good corner. But at the same time, if seven can just do what he's supposed to do in terms of when that double move is there and you hit it, you just got to hit it. Just mm-hmm. hit it once. If you just hit it. Beautiful night. Yeah. And this is something that he is more than capable of doing. The receivers currently on the roster are more than capable of winning in these fashions that we're talking about. We're not asking, you know, a play in and play out, attack this guy because he's not that type of corner that you just attack. But he is the type of corner that you can scheme against because this continues to show on tape with him. And one of the things that makes him so good is his aggressiveness in his eyes, but that's also one of the things that really hurts him, kind of in the sense of like a Marcus Peters, for example. Yes. Marcus Peters, we love his ball skills, but we know he is very susceptible to double moves as well because he sees too much at times. Sometimes a guy's greatest strength can be his greatest weakness as well. And this is one of those guys you got to take advantage of. And I do think that if Ben is on like he's supposed to be tonight, we will be seeing that. Oh, I like that. That gets me excited. Let's go, Ben. Light him up one more time, baby. One for the Gipper. Five-star Monday. Matchup number three. Okay, now we got to go to the higher-ups, the shot callers, the bosses of all bosses. But they're mirrors of each other in a sense. Coach Mike Tomlin. 
versus Coach Kevin Stefanski. Mm. Now, Arthur, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Why both of those guys? How are they mirrors? Well, one coach is known for his defensive proness or prowess, right? Whereas the other guy is known as an offensive mind. Both of these guys have shown to be really good, even elite at times, but they both have shown that they can be very bullheaded and borderline arrogant in their approach at times. Which one of these coaches can get out of their own way? Hmm. That's the question. That's what I want to see tonight, right? Because we know at times, man, with Coach T, if he gets, you know, locked in on a defense or a particular unit or a particular call and is not working, he will stick with it, sometimes way longer than a lot of us would like. We know with the Browns, they should run the ball a lot more. But the guy at the helm, Kevin Stefanski, he wants to be right as well, so he puts the ball in Baker's hands as well. Sometimes he can't get out his own way. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting in this particular matchup, who can make that adjustment that they need to make first in terms of I was wrong. Because neither one of these guys I personally feel like to admit when they're wrong or if their plan isn't working. And they're a little bit, like I said, stubborn when it comes to making adjustments. And that's the part where I think tonight is going to really dictate the swing of this thing. Because I do think both of these teams early on will come out and be pretty evenly matched. Because both teams are good at times, but both teams are wildly inconsistent as well. And a lot of that does play back into the lack of adjustments because they have such belief in their plan. But as we all know, just because it's the plan, the plan could be great, but if the execution isn't there for whatever reason it may be, you got to make some changes. And we're going to see which one of these coaches can do that the fastest and the smoothest and the most efficient tonight. I like that. I did not expect you to go to the sidelines, but I always like it when you throw us a curveball. And that's a good one. But this new year, new me. Hey, hey, hey. Now I'm up to my old tricks. You know I can't help myself. I'm sorry, guys. At your last Steelers tailgate, did you tell everybody I'll see you next year? Ha, ha, ha. I said, uh, I ain't going to be there. I ain't going to be there. That's what I told him. Five-star Monday. Matchup number four. Okay, let's go to this offensive line real quick because we got two premier matchups on both sides of our uh, offensive line. If we're going to the right tackle spot, okay. well, ladies and gentlemen, we get Chooks, big Chooks, versus Jadavion Clowney. Mm. I don't know if you know this, but Clowney is up for an extension. He's telling people in Cleveland that he wants to stay. Oh, He, he loves this so much in Cleveland. He wants more money to stay in Cleveland longer. I what? think he really was excited about this matchup because he just said this like three days ago. He's like, yeah, I want to stay here even longer. I love Cleveland. He was doing he's, the anti-Joakim Noah. He said, I love Cleveland. He wants to be there. Hey, there's, okay. a first, there's first time for everything. So that's that's the right side. But then on the left side, you got Dan Moore versus Miles Garrett, who just signed his mega deal because he loves Cleveland. These guys both love Cleveland so much, and they said that they love these matchups so much that that's why they want to stay here. Mm. So if you're Dan Moore, you're Chooks Okorafor, okay? Okorafor. I'll be butchering his last name. I'm sorry, Chooks. I that's apologize. That's very Wesley Euler of you. But, but Chooks and Dan, both of these guys, one has already re-signed. The other guy wants to re-sign. How you feel about that? You think they should be this excited to come and play you twice a year? Absolutely not. They should not be that way. But you got to make it that way. You got to make it that way. And it starts tonight. You had your opportunity the first game, and we talked about some of the things that both of you guys did well and some of the things you struggled with. Mm -hmm. But tonight, this has to be another one of those moments where you're taking a step forward, where you're closing that gap, where you're letting both of those guys know, regardless of draft position, regardless of financial income, I'm not going to allow you to be, you know, 
this big dog in this league because you're not that to us. And I do think that that's something that we're going to need to see on display tonight. But if they don't, it could get real gory. Yeah. It could get really, really gory. Those two, we, as much as we make jokes, yeah. they're very capable. And they're playing at a very high level right now. They, they, they've they upped their productivity a little bit. More so from Clowney. I know with Garrett, with Garrett, he's been dealing with his injuries a little bit. But for a whole, they are two very, very formidable pass they rushers. Are. Absolutely they are. But Dan and Chooks, big night. Make it happen. You know, Cleveland should just Cleveland should just give all that money to uh, Baker Mayfield and Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, it's all right with me. More so Baker, not not Clowney. We don't want to pay him right now. He's looking actually kind of. They pay him Miles Garrett money. T.J. Watt money. Clowney looked kind of all right, <laughs> and I, I wasn't true, really actually. feeling that. I was like, oh, when did you start looking like this? Yeah, this it's a long normal. cry from those training camp yes. videos of him yes. tripping over <laughs> tackling dummies. Absolutely. I'm like, oh, you are not supposed to develop in Cleveland, okay? Stop it. <laughs> yeah, if anything, do this in Tennessee and stay there. I mean, Thank hey, you. Yes, yes. I did not. Seattle, I don't want to see this in Cleveland. Like, what are you doing? No, this isn't okay. <laughs> Arthur Motes, it's time. Oh, here we go. Five it is. star Monday matchup number five. Let's go. And this is the one that the people have been waiting on. Ben Roethlisberger versus Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, yes, he's making an appearance again. I like it. This is the first time. Double dipping. This is the first time in five star Friday history. That we've had a person make a repeat appearance the day of that five-star Friday. It never happens until now. Because Ben versus Ben tonight is very important. And I'm talking about that because we're going to have to deal with Ben, the leader in a game that is very high in terms of significance, win, playoffs, mm -hmm. everything on the line. Because the Browns, they're limited. But we're, we are not. We still legitimately have a shot. If we win this week, win next week, Jacksonville wins, we're in. It's that simple of a task. Now, granted, the execution makes it a little bit more difficult, but in terms of what is needed, we know it. But as a player, you have to balance those emotions, right? You have to be able to say, we got to lock in on this game. That's the first side of Ben. Sure. The other side that Ben has to deal with, though, is what we talked about earlier. The emotions, knowing this is the last game at Hinesville potentially, knowing family is going to be there, friends, former teammates, knowing everybody is going to be feeling these emotions with you. They're going to want to, you know, just shower you with their love and affection for what you've done throughout your career here sure, in Pittsburgh. Sure, You got to balance that. And like I said, it's going to be tough. It's tough. As a guy who just announced his retirement, I remember just announcing it, what that felt like, in the emotions and the outreach and everything that went sure. with that. I and I did it during the offseason. And I already knew I was done. I wasn't playing anymore. Like ever again. I couldn't imagine doing that, having those while feelings still to win while games. still in exactly yeah. in, in significant games. Oh yeah. Rivalry AFC games. AFC North games, yeah. Like this this is a lot that he is going to be dealing with tonight on both aspects. Of him. Heck yeah. As a player, as a teammate, as a father, Just a husband, a human, a human like yeah. everything is going to be pushed to the forefront tonight. So that's why I want to end it with Ben versus Ben, because he's really going to have to lock in in all of those avenues and really control those emotions. It's not going to be something easy to do. No, I love it. That's very well said by you. When you when you announced your retirement, mm -hmm. 
do you do like like social media announcement? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Did you sit there and like stare at the phone before you hit the post button? Like, all right, am I really doing this? Am so I really doing this? You said just in that moment, I had it typed up when I was in Arizona. Oh, wow. like before you came back and started doing radio with in, this jabroni. I had it typed up. I believe this would have been the last week of September because I was about to fly out here for my daughter's birthday. Her birthday, October 4th. So I was going to fly here. I was still rehabbing. And I remember I was already like, man, I'm done. I'm ready to type this up. And I started typing up in my uh, in my hotel. And I remember my agent, he's like, no, you can't say anything. You got to just sit here because you got to get the, 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 the pension, the benefit stuff. Sure. Wife is the same way. No, nah, no, nah, you got to chill. Just, you know, just be quiet. Do your rehab. Keep waiting these weeks. But, man, I, w- I had it ready. I was like, man, I want to send it. And I kept saying to myself, okay, all right, if we're not going to do it because of the money, okay, I'll wait till after this. Then once the money was no longer an issue, now I was like, all right, I want to do it. But I was like, nah, 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 I can't just shit. I got to wait. I got to wait. <laughs> and you're always trying to find, like, the perfect time. Sure. When do I say it? I told my family, ah, I can't tell everybody to shut, though. Nah, am I sure? I mean, I'm sure, but am I sure? Yeah, it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. So you think when I announced it in, what, February, how long, you know, time-wise that had went Heck by, yeah. but it's not easy to do because you keep going back in your head saying to yourself, I don't want to be the guy that announces he's retired. And then a year from now, Brett I want to come back. I, I just didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. So I just wanted to keep making sure, like, I'm, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure, like, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. And I was like, triple sure. checking it. Like, like, I'm sure, sure. Like, quadruple checking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because you physically, like, Ben, if you ask Ben right now, he feels like he can still get it done. Oh, sure. If you ask me at the time of retirement, absolutely. I felt like I could still get it done. A lot of us still do. And some of us can but it's just one of them things like, man, it's just it's different when you finally admit that, yeah. you know, I'm hanging it up. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm officially closing this chapter. And it's weird. You feel it in that moment, but then it starts to hit even more with like the random times of the year. OTA is starting. You're waiting like, man, I'm supposed, to be, I'm supposed yeah. to be going to this mini camp. Training ah, camp. Training camp. I'm supposed to be ah, sore in the trobe right like, now. What's going I on? I should be packing a suitcase. Ah, yeah. like those sure, are the parts. Sure. Sunday morning. Like today, for example, right? It still gets me now, and I'm three years removed. I'm waking up this morning. I'm like, it's game. I got to get my regular breakfast, three egg omelet, three pieces of bacon, a little bit of syrup on it. This is what I'm supposed to have because that's what I did for 10 years. Right, right. Like, this is all you know. And before that, in college, in college in high like, school, this is all yeah. you knew. Yep. You know, so so those are the parts where it still gets a little weird. When I go to the stadium tonight, I still get my butterflies. Like, I'm supposed to be ready to hit somebody in the mouth yeah. right now. You're supposed like, to be listening to your Billy Joel yeah, and getting this, ready this to hit somebody weird. in the mouth. Like, yeah, this is kind of weird. I don't know what to do. It's, it, it's awkward. It's yeah. very awkward at times. Seven's going to be dealing with pour, all that, When though, you man. pour so much of your, your life into something, that, that makes all the sense. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, man, without a yeah. doubt. But it's the gift and the curse, right? Yeah. You you hope that you play long enough that it gets to that point for you. Sure. Because there's a lot of guys that make it to the NFL that will never be able to speak on these feelings like I'm speaking on right now because they just didn't they just play had a long enough. They just coffee in the league, yeah. But for me, I was fortunate. For Seven, he's been fortunate where – you get these longer careers and you get to build routines where you're saying to yourself for the past nine, 10 years, this is all we knew. Think about that. Yeah. And for him, it's been almost 20 years <laughs> right. and it's been one franchise. I'm like, man, you've been one in, drive. You've been in the stadium. NFL longer than you were at your college, longer than you were at oh. your high school, longer than combined all, for seven. He probably has been in Pittsburgh longer than he's been in Ohio. Just based on when he came in the league and how old he was. If you do the math, think about that. Like that's crazy. But that's the beauty of it, man. Yeah. When you're good enough and you're committed enough and, you know, things kind of work in your favor, you're able to have these longer careers like this and we're able to talk about these memories and moments 
And that's what just makes it so significant. That's what Absolutely. makes life significant, though, in the in the the big scheme of why we appreciate people's time, right? Because sure. we know, man, this isn't something that we can just guarantee is always going to happen. We can't guarantee the next quarterback's going to be here for 18 years. We can't guarantee we're going to get two-plus Lombardis. Wish we could. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, it would be great. And like I said, it's not the end of the world if we don't get it, but it's one of those things that just makes you appreciate yeah. these moments a little bit more. If we could just recycle Ben Roethlisberger, Troy Polamalu, Andrew McCutcheon, mm-hmm. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Mall. If we could just recycle those guys every 18 to 20 years, that'd be great. No, life would be boring then because you wouldn't appreciate those guys anymore. That's a good point. It would be no different than when we talk point. about with Coach Tom and we say, oh, no losing season. That used to be like a, a, a thing that we held with a badge of honor. Now we're just like, oh, that's stale. We don't care about that anymore because it happens too often. <laughs> this is how it goes, man. <laughs> Oh, Arthur Motes. One more time for those who might have joined us late or just want to double-check their notes, the five matchups running through the gambit, the gambit that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Browns tonight at Heinz Field. Yes, indeed, man. Starting off with Baker Mayfield versus Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka got to take advantage of those Baker Mayfield turnovers that he will give you opportunities for. We've seen that in all of his games, especially lately. Next up, Ben Roethlisberger versus Denzel Ward. Denzel is a really good, quarter, uh, really good cornerback with really good ball skills, but he is... You know, he suffers from eye violations. He he looks at the wrong things at times. And Seven has taken advantage of a B4. He needs to do that again tonight. Uh, next up, third on the list, Coach Tomlin versus Kevin Stefanski. Both of these guys are very hands-on with their units in terms of Stefanski with the offense, in terms of Coach Tomlin with the defense. But both of those guys, they do have a little bit of a struggle with making adjustments, right, admitting that this isn't working. Whichever one of those guys can accomplish that adjustment first, though, I do think we'll have the more successful unit, and it has to be Coach T tonight because we got more to lose. All right? Then after that, man, we got to talk Dan Moore and Chooks Okafor, okay, versus Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. That's a big one. Yeah, that's, 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 one. that's, that's the one. That's that's the one that, you know, is it's, it's seated at number four on the table because it is probably the second most significant matchup in all of my matchups. Because we know if they don't block those guys, mm-hmm. we're in for a long night. But then the fifth and final matchup, because it's the most significant matchup, is Ben versus Ben in terms of Ben Roethlisberger versus Ben Roethlisberger. Emotions of uh, elimination game, a division opponent, primetime game, Hinesville, stakes are high, versus the emotions of this potentially being your last game at Hinesville, the pomp and circumstance that's going to come with you making the announcement that you did earlier in the week. All of that, you know, how do you handle it tonight? Biggest stage, still having to perform. It's a beautiful situation, man. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Anybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Motsi, before we go to break here, you touched on something earlier when you, you know, when you were going in-depth in, in lecture mode in your, uh, in your five-star Monday matchups there. You mentioned how the Browns' season is over. They know that already mm-hmm. with, with the way that the results across the NFL shook out. Yesterday, Brown season's done. I mean, it's not literally done, but their shot at the playoffs they're is over. They're officially eliminated. Even the if they win the last yeah. two games, there's nothing that can happen with them getting help or any other scenarios Correct. that would lead to Cleveland getting into the playoffs. Their season is done in that regard. They've got two games left. No matter what happens, that's it. They've been eliminated, unlike the Steelers. Does that change the game at all tonight? Is that an X factor? Because I could see it one of two ways. The first being that the Browns pack it in, that they, you know, they kind of 
our season's over. What are we playing for? This year was a big disappointment. You know, we won a playoff game and won double-digit games last year. We took a step back this season when we thought this was our year to win the division. Or I could see it being, hey, we got nothing to play for, really, except for we've got a chance to... This guy who's tormented us for years, this franchise that's tormented us for years, we can go and spoil their party, spoil their celebration. Do you think there's... Does are either of those even possibly true? Is it a factor in the game? How do you think that plays out tonight? Does it have any impact that the Browns have already been eliminated from postseason contention? Yeah, I think anybody that's going in there tonight expecting the Browns to come out and be any less than fired up, ready to eat every person in black and gold's face off, I think you set yourself up for failure. They are going to come out this thing fired up, ready to go. First off, we can throw away every narrative about a quarterback, every narrative about a playoff, and the basic premise of it being Cleveland versus Pittsburgh is enough that they're going to come in here and they're going to want to win. They're going to come here and they're going to be fired up. Now when you start to add these variables in, well, what's better than losing and not being in the playoffs? Well, what if I make you lose and you can't come in the playoffs with me? Sure. Come the, join me what, on, what, on this you, sad you, bus. You always hear misery loves company. Misery loves company. Well, that's no different in this situation. You know what will make them feel like their season is, is a success? Well, even though we had these injuries and this didn't work out, we kept Pittsburgh from growing. We, they, they didn't go. We beat Ben in his last game as well. Yeah. Like We though, ruined Ben's swan song absolutely. party. Yeah. I mean, you, you listen to the players over there. What Con, uh, Not Clowney. Garrett. Garrett man, I want, I want to make sure I send them off right. Uh, I think it was... Denzel, it might have been Denzel Ward. He was, man, I'm trying to get another pick. If that's the case, you know, if this is going to be the last one, like, that's the vibe coming from Cleveland. They are not coming in here with this mindset that they don't have, you know, oh, man, season's over. We're going to vacate, packing on in. Nah, nah, nah. You get a chance to play spoiler. Like, if this was an outer division opponent, I do think those things are very, if you're talking Jacksonville, the Broncos, yeah, the you Broncos know, is a good example because their like season that, just officially yeah, ended, too, in terms te- of postseason. Right. A team yeah. like that, 100%, I do think you could see a, a letdown like the Giants, right? You see this just— the football team. It's just like, man, they, they're they not competing anymore. They're just trying to get to the, right. the finish but, line. But when you start putting division opponents in there together, and this is a team that they still fancy themselves as better than, let's not act like Cleveland, as bad as Cleveland has been this year, they still feel like they're better than Pittsburgh this year. And they're going to want to prove that. <laughs> and that, that to me, is the biggest reason why I do feel like Cleveland, without a shadow of a doubt, is going to come in here fired up, ready to go. And it's going to be on us to, like you said, start fast, but more so execute. Mm-hmm. You can't give them anything. That The turnovers, that's the type of stuff we have to avoid tonight. Because if we don't turn the ball over, they're not going to beat us. It's that simple. But if you turn the ball over, you give them opportunities, they are definitely good enough to beat us. Sure. And that's the part we don't want tonight. Whew. All right, folks, we're going to take our last break of the afternoon here. When we come back on the other side, everything is on the table. We want your tweets, your prediction tweets. Get them in now. And a reminder, I bookmark them as you send them, all right? So if you sent them an hour ago at the start of the show, trust me, I got them right here. I've got about a dozen of them close already here, bookmark uh, on, on my tabs here. Don't be trying my, to act like you don't like when they my, keep resending them. All my internets, all you right? You told me you like it when they resend them. But if you haven't given us your prediction, Get it in now, you knuckleheads. At Wesley Euler, at the Body 52. Duh. Body. We will also take your questions on Big Ben, on the Steelers, on football, on life in general. You can get at us on Twitter. All that. Your questions, comments, concerns, reactions, your predictions, our predictions, and of course, a special edition of the Here We Go song. Here we go. It's all on the table when we return on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz 
on SNR.